Hello everybody, and welcome to another week of iZombie Radio, the podcast where your favorite hosts discuss everything iZombie, and uh, there are only two wolves of the pack here tonight, myself, Blaze Hopkins, <laughs> and uh, my good buddy, Chris King. How are you, my friend? I'm, I'm good, uh, for a wolf pack. Uh... Yeah, I uh, not doing well, man. I mean, we literally just saw each other about like 15 minutes ago. We went and saw Pacific Rim Uprising, and we're both kind of underwhelmed. Spoiler alert. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, doing doing all right. We had a, a major snowstorm this uh, Tuesday into yesterday, so it's been good, kind of just like getting getting a little time off to kind of just like relax and and. Uh, Watch some, watch some movies. My grandmother's up visiting, so I've been spending some time with her, which has been nice. And, uh, yeah, man, just, uh, oh, my voice got really high there. Uh, I, uh, I'm, uh, what's it called? Ready to talk iZombie with you as always. How are you doing? I am, uh, good as well. Just, uh, ready to finally kind of discuss this episode. It's been kind of a long week, but, uh, tomorrow's Friday, so I'll yeah. take it. Definitely, and we we should say too. Speaking so of Fridays and the weekend, uh, our other host, Mister Snarky Sean himself, is actually tied up, uh, kind of getting things together for WonderCon, where he will be this weekend. So uh, we are hoping that he has a blast of a time. And yeah, uh, if you see him, give him a shout. And. Uh... He tweeted out his thoughts on the episode and tagged by Zombie in it. We'll we'll retweet that from the Twitter account, but uh, I think for the most part, uh, uh, Sean he really enjoyed the episode, uh, especially you know Blaine being on the loose lips brain and uh, and Ravi Ravi trying on different accents, so which are definitely some things we'll get into. Uh, but again, we'll we'll tweet that out from the from the Twitter after we record this, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, and uh, before we dive into the episode, very quickly, we actually do have uh, our first sort of, I guess, tidbit of news from this season uh, that we felt was worthy of discussing, and uh, that basically revolves around a, I'm going to call it an unofficial CW crossover, Um, but Rachel Bloom of... Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the lead on that show, will actually be uh, sort of guest starring on iZombie. Um, I I don't know if it'll necessarily, I mean, they call it guest star. I don't know if it'll be, you know, how much we'll get of her or if it'll just be, uh, you know, some some tidbits. But uh, she will basically be playing a character um, who is a pretentious theater actor and essentially so no I, I totally get what you're saying uh, that's what i think that's what's so compelling about this conflict and, and what iZombie always does is you kind of see both sides to some extent and and while i don't obviously agree with the means that chase graves is kind of going about getting his way you know with having blaine kill mama leon's uh ally like i guess her kind of allies the guy she's working with and, and and capture her to to you know interrogate her. Um, I, I get why he's doing it. I get the desperation he's coming from. He doesn't have the luxury of kind of looking at 
these uh, people at like in a case by case kind of personal basis. Um, because as you said, there's a brain crisis and he needs a brain shortage and he needs to make sure that everyone's able to keep living. Um, so yeah, I, um, I think that like, it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough call, you know? I mean, I, I get what Chase is thinking because, you know, without brains, zombies can't survive period. But at the same time, is this really a life worth living if you have to kind of be confined to the city? If you have to, you know, if you if you're if you're a zombie who's homeless, if you're like, you know, he's created he's creating bigger problems by taking things in this way. He's creating more and more enemies. Um, and I, I kind of am thinking like, yeah, you're trying to solve this brain shortage, but if you end up alienating all of your kind in the process, what's the point? Um, but I'm really curious to see personally what happens because you know he's gonna, he's definitely gonna keep Mama Leon alive at least to start and try to interrogate her and find out what's going on with her operation and the little bit of backstory we get from her, uh, and kind of how that backstory connects with Liv and how they are both kind of coming from the same place. This this idea of being needed, this idea of being of use. Mm-hmm. Um, I I found that really really interesting, um, and I'm I'm hoping we get we get more get to see more of that. Uh, from her because I think she's a really one of the coolest and more, more most compelling new characters I zombies introduced us to in a long time. Yeah, I I like her a lot. I think that I'm I'll be really curious to see how uh, the dynamic between her and Chase Graves uh, plays out. I'm curious though. Uh, I think yes, at least to start she stays alive just because there's too much build up there and there's too much importance to her character. Um, I, I agree, I think it'd be a, a big shame to just off her so quickly, but at the same time, I do wonder if uh, if at some point, you know, she does, uh, she does die and sort of become this type of martyr, and maybe uh, we see, you know, the main characters, especially Liv, uh, who's had a couple of encounters with her now, uh, I guess start to get more involved with saving people, especially because it would be a nice tie back to the first season. And the idea that Liv, you know, has always been in the medical field um, and sort of, you know, pursuing a career in saving people, you know, or helping people. And uh, and so, I, you know, I think, what would you think? Do you think there's a chance of that? How would you, I'm curious what you'd think of that. I could see her death kind of mobilizing Liv even more to take mm-hmm. an even a bigger role in this and kind of setting her and Major on a collision course again. Yeah. Uh, d- despite what we see in this episode. Like, that's what I'm really curious about. Major's really going to be the... Wild in a lot of Yes, exactly. Uh, because he... Right now, he's you know he's still very much loyal to Fillmore Graves, very very much loyal to Chase Graves, but is he going to kind of see not necessarily the error of his ways, but is he going to become more sympathetic to these individual cases? Um, is he going to kind of is that social worker, you know, kind of that that. Uh, kind of a teen, teen guidance count, not guidance counselor, but you know what I'm trying to say, uh, part of him going to kick in um, as, you know, and is he going to 
kind of take this take a more personal approach to this issue rather than being the company man we've kind of seen be these first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I I because. I, I guess we can jump into it, sort of. The reconciliation between him and Liv at the end of the episode is is great uh, because, like, it's 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 a really nice scene. You know, it's made even better by the fact that Robert Buckley's doing a fantastic Racho, uh, Macho Man <laughs> and Savage uh, impersonation. Uh, holy. Yeah, like, it's just like so funny uh that was my poor imitation of robert buckley uh but uh yeah i and i like it however similar to the kind of similar to them hooking up and the fight they had in back in episode two it still feels a little bit rushed to me Mm -hmm. um that moment i like it and it works because they're such good actors and it works because live and uh major have such a history but I, I don't think, I don't know. I, I wanted to see, I wanted more build up to the conflict, and then I wanted more build up to the resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's kind of my problem uh, with it overall. But, like, I, I, and I don't know if we think that, um, you know, if we think him and Liv kind of, kind of coming to, coming to kind of like not, not an agreement but kind of making up there i don't know if that says anything that's that's going to change anything with major's behavior i just think i don't know i mean do you think it indicates a change at all in him or do you think it's just like wow i'm really stupid i let my job get in the way of our friendship like let's be friends yeah i don't know i i agree i think that there's i think they're still on the road for one bigger uh blow up or confrontation because, again, I think that there's still a lot there that's left unsaid, and sort of all of their interactions, uh, as you kind of pointed out, have been while they're on brains, and while that's all fun and good, uh, you know, I don't don't let it distract from the fact that, it, you know, the things that Major's saying, while they seem, you know, nice, we don't really know, it doesn't really give us any insight into what... Um, his true, I would say, like, infliction or emotion is behind them, if that makes sense. Um, no, it does. And to me, I to me, I look at it as less of him saying, hey, what you were doing was right with trying to get this kid out. I was a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see it saying that. I think it's to him, it's almost saying, like, it's almost com- uh, compartmentalizing things, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, like, my job and your political views or your whatever – they shouldn't get in the way of us being friends. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's like when you have a friend who has different political views than yeah. you, or you, or whatever it is, and you're just like, you know what, hey, when we hang out, we're just not going to talk politics. Um, it kind of c- came off that way to me. Um, but yeah, and I also wonder, and this is kind of a bigger thing, and I, I do agree with you, by the way, that I think we're we're le- we're gonna get a bigger kind of blowout between them at a later point, especially because. The... And I th- sorry, I think another. Oh, I think another um, factor playing into my, I guess, belief into that that's gonna happen is that you, we're obviously seeing just growing. Um, I want to say growing disconnect between Major and Chase Graves little by little uh, in each episode so far, just in terms of obviously like Chase um, when he has time to focus on his soldiers, you know, he sort of. 
you know, Major's uh, like a golden boy of sorts, but when all of a sudden, you know, Chase obviously has bigger problems to focus on, and when that happens, um, I think we see sort of like we always see his true colors come out. And like you said, while he, um, what he's trying to accomplish is by no means uh, bad or kind of something that uh, isn't understandable, but the way he gets there can be pretty rough. So I'm curious if, you know, what does, what will we start to see truly what he is willing to sacrifice as a leader and, um, and just as major, you know, continuing to be that foot soldier, literally on the streets, getting all these personal connections and really running into these personal stories and everything. Um, just seeing the truth behind, uh, this new world and everything. I mean, we, it, I think that's what will that. And, you know, if he has one more fight with Liv, where she sort of, again, says something along the lines of like, what happened to the guy I knew? Uh, I think that'll snap him out of things because between so far, I mean, between working with these kids, the new cadets and everything, and from the, the, um, first couple episodes and just seeing how they're like, we're starving out there and you guys have like your brain vending machines. And then this episode, him getting, um, you know, a firsthand encounter with Angus's church and, uh, which is the obviously other big conflict. And uh, like you said, Major is right at the center of all this. So I think that, and I think that he is, as I called it, he is the wild card of this season. Like it will take him. Um, he is the connector between everything right now. And it's going to take him getting into the correct mindset and I guess figuring out what the right team is to, you know, make sure things stay stable. For sure, and I and I also wonder if maybe he'll come into contact with Mama Leon, and if maybe she'll somehow have an impact on how he thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's definitely uh, I, it's definitely going to be interesting to see kind of because I, I think his mind will change eventually. I just am curious what's going to do that. Yeah, um, agreed. Do you think? Uh... Go ahead. I, I'm sorry, I kind of paused because I'm brainstorming. Yeah, I'd be curious. Do you think um, something happens between uh, maybe like Jordan or Captain Seattle has something happen again and uh, essentially Chase Graves is put to the point where he has to inflict the guillotine or threaten the guillotine? I mean, that's possible, especially since we see the two of them hooking up. Yeah. At the end of the episode, kind of in the background there. Uh I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe I could see one of them kind of getting emotional again, especially if they're in a romantic relationship, um, and kind of, you know, acting out in some way. Uh, but speaking of romance, real quick, not to totally change the subject, but I want your thoughts on this because I, I kind of discussed this in my review. So, we, I think we can be honest here. We're both big fans of iZombie, but iZombie's never done romance super well. Um, I, I personally don't think like there's always been drama for kind of drama's sake sometimes, both with Liv and Major, and then especially last season with that stupid love triangle with Blaine and Robbie and Peyton, which just, like, made Robbie look like an idiot and a dick all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm curious, do you think Liv, Liv's whole ending speech, which I really like about her friends being her soulmates and kind of, like, you know, 
leaving all kind of romantic interests and possibilities kind of at the door. Do you think that was just for Liv's character, or do you think that was the show also saying like, "Hey guys, we're gonna we know we're not doing the romance stuff that well, so it's not you know we're not really gonna do it again, or like at least not do it for a long while." Um, I don't know. Did you, am I reading too much into that? Do you think or? I don't think so, but I do think that it was the show just saying sort of, or at least uh, I, I think that it was the show um, just emphasizing to the viewers that at the end of the day, you know, what Liv said is true. Like, I think that between her and Major and then Peyton and Ravi, like, I think that it's that, you know, group of four, whether it's their friendships and I think also, you know, splitting off into their romances, like, that's always that's always going to be, no matter what, it's always going to come back to those. And, uh, and I think, you know, the show, I think it's, it's saying that like, Hey, don't worry. But, at, but like, don't be concerned with that, I guess, compared to everything else going on. If that makes but, sense. I think that was like a reassurance for viewers and fans to just know, like, you know, this, at the end of the day, as, dark as the show can get at times you know and the stuff it can present and although it has its characters drift away from one another at points that you know no matter what it's you know it's been Liv and Major and Peyton and Robbie and I think it's just saying that you know we're those characters are the core uh, until the end definitely uh, zombie human dance offs included which, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, can we talk about can we talk about Robbie doing the thriller dance? Yeah, yeah. And how 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 great that was. Um, that that whole sequence, like it was, it was like kind of you know. It, see, to me, that was like a. It was both playing into the genre, obviously, of the episode with like the kind of romantic comedy ending. But like you said too, I think it was a nice reaffirmation of like who's the most important. Like mm-hmm. you know, that this these bonds between them were are so important. Um, and yeah, and, and I do think, I don't necessarily think it means that romance will never happen again on the show, but I'm really curious about it too, because we even get like Liv asking about Peyton and Robbie, like, oh, do you, are you going to... Well, exactly. You know? That's that's why I'm saying, because again, looking at these first four episodes, they've already slipped us, you know, Liv being like, I think you and, you and Robbie were soulmates, or like you had true love, and how Peyton like obviously denies it up front because of the just fresh you know of course Ravi's off dancing with the bachelorette party or whatever um but it's like seeing again having Liv concretely say that and then seeing Peyton's clear jealousy you know that that she basically to me it just says she's just waiting for Ravi to kind of like man up and make his move you know like make a move I guess and like prove to her like screw everything like you know i don't care about what's happened i at the end of the day like i want you like you should be with me you know so i think again like all they've been leaving all these little breadcrumbs and so, so you you don't think peyton's being honest about her not wanting to be back with robbie i i don't okay i'm i'm curious i would have agreed with you last week but after that final sequence with Liv, uh kind of again and focusing more on just like the friendship angle that has me wondering if they're if they're just like yep we're, we're taking we're taking a break you know i mean i think off? i think it's both like i think that's definitely true because even like 
Because again, even there, I think again, they're saying don't worry about it right now. Like you don't need to be concerned with it. But I still get the yeah. sense that it's like, no matter what, like that's your core right there. Um, because oh, I agree. Sure. Because even their interactions, Peyton and Robbie's interactions, um, on the surface level, like how when she, you know, she calls him over and she's like, I need you to come out, like basically like come out to the club so I have a friend there, and he's like at first gives her a heart, just shrugs her off, you know, as, like, a friend would do, not as somebody who is, like, a love interest who would, oh, like, yeah, I'll go to the club with you. He's just like, I thought this was an emergency, and then he's like, I'm leaving, you know, and obviously he gets dragged into it. Um, but so I think that, again, they're just, I don't know, you know, they're not, I think they're just saying don't worry about it. That, that that this isn't the priority right now. Yeah, but they're but again they're reaffirming us that no matter what, like these are the four characters. I like I you know I don't want to over label it I guess, but because I don't want to say like they're meant for each other, but I think they're just saying kind of like these four, you know don't wor- you don't need to worry about them, whether it's like yeah. love interest or friends. Like at the end of the day, um, I think you know I zombie could even leave me with, you know, if the show ended tomorrow, right? Um, I would look at it as, like, I don't need closure. Like, to me, it's like, okay, I'm going to decide in my mind, like, um, Liv and Major, yeah, Liv and Major would end up together at some point, and, like, Ravi and Paint would get back together, and, like, happily ever after. And, like, some other people might think, like, oh, you know what, like, they were able to go through all that together, and, like, they'll always be friends and, like, close and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I think either one works, you know, like there isn't a wrong ending to the relationships in that story. Gotcha. Okay, cool. No, I definitely wanted your, wanted your thoughts on that. Um, Cause yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it, I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't know if I was going like too crazy with it, but I, uh, I don't think so at all. Um, okay. But I'll be um, curious. I definitely think in like, one or th- I'd be curious to see if they give us anything else to go on in the next episode or two. For sure. Although, I will say one thing about that final sequence, too, man. Like, I did kind of feel bad that, you know, we're talking about friends and how great friends are. Where's my man Clive? Where's my man Clive? You know? Like, you know? I mean... I have, like, a really great response that isn't, like, R-rated, but isn't necessarily family-friended friendly gotcha. yeah you know what he's doing he's, he's off uh, getting blue brained that's the <laughs> i zombie way i can put it got you, got you. yeah <laughs> yeah there you go uh yeah he nah clive man he, so it's confirmed basically jump into it yeah so it's been confirmed that what we've been what malcolm i guess will say spoiled for us he did, which I find interesting. I guess they told him ahead of time because I think they only had one script. Yeah, but that and, was a, yeah. he very directly. I mean, that was a very specific. I, like I honestly, th- ever since he gave us that um, that answer from Comic Con and everything, I thought it was pretty much it was too specific of a storyline, I guess, <laughs> to not play in or have not been seriously kicked around, if not like you just said essentially like decided upon by that time yeah i guess what i i guess my thing was like i thought maybe he was just kind of like spitballing his own ideas yeah when we were asking him because it was i don't i don't remember it wasn't a question i asked but somebody Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and, and so I wasn't sure if he was just, like, speculating, like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll try this. But, yeah, uh, yeah, man, they're in an open relationship. And uh, Clive doesn't know how he feels about it, except that he's, like, not happy. And I don't know, Blaze, I'm, I'm not too happy either. Yeah, it's pr- I mean, it's pretty heartbreaking just because uh, to see his per- his side of it, I mean... To see, that was a great scene. I mean, Clive has been my favorite character in this season. He has, I think, just, again, being that, that constant of a, a human, you know, in this uh, crazy world, I really like everything that they have him deal with, just from his reactions to live, you know, on the brains and all the new cases that they're sort of dealing with. And um, and then, obviously, this, the relationship drama. He's going through a lot, and I just love all the ways they're having him handle things. But, yeah, last night, or I guess earlier this week, that one hurt just to see him open up like that. And, uh, and again, it's like, because he, you get the impression, at least for right now, you know, that he, the way he puts it is essentially like, I, it sucks because, to me, it's like Clive has no intention of, like, uh, getting together with anybody or like sleeping with or hooking up with anybody. What about Michelle? Blaze, Michelle. <laughs> um, I mean, they and had, we'll, you know, we, we'll see. They had, a, they had a mug cute, man. They had yeah. a mug cute. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean like, and we'll, we'll obviously see what, how he decides to progress forward with this situation. But at least right now it's like he, the way he presented it was just like, it was painful of like, I love this woman so much. Like I will do whatever it takes, but Dan to be confronted with and like hear about it and everything. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, like, that's just, I don't know. You know, that's, it was a killer scene. I mean, between that and then him also like being willing to like take the, uh, like anti-anxiety medication the other week. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, I feel you. I'm just, like, I just feel so bad for him. And um, it's a shame, too, because in that scene with, uh, in that, with Basio, when she, we see her, when Liv initially sees her, like, she's, I mean, like, <laughs> it looks like she's, like, ready to go, kind of. Um, I mean, obviously they've been, as the, uh, the show has described, like, they've been pretty sexually repressed for a while, you know, navigating this situation. Yeah. Um, but you know, just the again to to see her like looking like kind of just leading a guy by the hand and like eagerly walking off like that, and then yeah. uh, and then to get the other half of it where Clive is just like still extremely sexually repressed, but now also being hit with like emotional depression to an extent, or like not you know I mean not, not but just like well well and he's clearly like. And I love, too, that he got, like, he got full-blown angry at Liv before she told him what was up. Yeah. You know, like... Because I, it's... I re- it, yeah, I mean, because it's obviously, like, because of how much he cares about Dale. And um, I think it hurt, it probably hurts even more because even though he, again, plays, you know, coy and, like, presumes she knows nothing, it's like he's sitting there probably just, like, all of Liv's attempted advances, you know, to set him up with Michelle... It's like he's sitting there knowing, like, thinking, like, oh, like, if this is how easy it is for me to try, you know, be set up with somebody or whatever. I don't know. It's just probably, like, all of that reminds him that on certain nights and whatnot, like, Basio's out there, could be out there, like, trying to 
have sex or like hook up with people. Yeah, and I love how it, it was both it was both sad and funny at the end of that scene when Liv just like maybe Michelle can help you work through it. And yeah. Too, too too soon. Too soon. Yeah. yeah. I I don't see this ending well. Um, I don't either, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. again, I think it will turn into a like now that Clive has. So I think either, I think now that Clive has concrete confirmation that ba- you know that Bazio is going out like basically fully yeah. committing to the open relationship thing. Yeah, because he even says so as much to Liv. He's like, you know, hey, we're in an open relationship, but I haven't wanted to hear about the other guys. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I'm also curious, like, you know, we could see Clive, like. I think that, like, Clive is but a man, and so, you know, he's also not very social of a person, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did make the mistake of, like, hooking up with another officer, with Michelle, you know, and doesn't think about the ramifications of then sort of bringing that into the office to some extent. For sure, yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden it'll be, like, paraded in Basio's face of, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell no. Like this, like, you know, you're going to have a workplace romance, essentially, you know, like. That's a good point because, you know, she's doing it elsewhere, you know. Yeah, like at least exactly like, you know, as sad as it is, you know, it is up until uh, that conversation, it was out of sight, out of mind. Like he as even though in the back of Clive's mind, he knew what was potentially going on, you know. He was blissfully blissfully ignorant to an extent. So, yeah, very, very good point. Yeah, dude. Um, I see this going over the major route where, or maybe Dale. I think Dale might leave again, man. I think she might leave. Oh, but how could she leave? She's that's true. Ah, oh, shoot. I don't know. I really don't know then. Like, how do you keep her around and not have? That's that's a tough call. I really don't. I mean, I know it's not going to end well, but I don't know how you resolve it temporarily either. Yeah, um, it's just a shame because again, with like limited episodes and everything, yeah, it could very quickly just, uh, yeah, it's sort of like what comes of this. Definitely, I, I hope to get more. I I need them to actually. I need Clive to talk it out with her because that's the other one thing I'll say about Clive. He hasn't been communicating with Fazio about yeah. this stuff. And that's not good. And Clive's not, you know, I Clive's not the most forthcoming guy. Like, he usually just keeps things to himself. He has his, like, reaction faces to things and then, you know, goes about his business. But I think he needs to he needs to be a little more open and honest like he is with Liv. And I think, I hope now, too, that until he does talk to Dale, that he is, like, able to talk to Liv about this because she's really going to be one of the few people who actually gets it in some way because she went through it with Major. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like she'll she'll get it more than most. And, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just hope that uh, – I hope there's some solution to this down the line, but I'm not – I'm not optimistic, man, and that really bums me out because I love I love uh, Clive and Bazio together. Yeah. Am I – my OTP, as the kids say nowadays. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I'm just bummed. Was there a 
Anything else you want to get into? Uh, I think just a couple minor things that I want to talk about. Just, just like again from the humor standpoint, we've we've kind of talked mainly about the the kind of bigger, more dramatic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you and I were talking earlier tonight. Rain on loose lip brains was really, really. Yeah. Um, I was a particular fan of when he was like talking to the customer, and it's like, oh, how are these brains so fresh? Well, I am the head of a huge corp, uh, yeah. criminal enterprise. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, now I have to do a terrible thing to a nice old lady. And he just, like, walks away laughing. Um, and then even his, like, uh, where he, like, admits to Donnie that he sleeps naked at night and was never happy even as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Which, I will, really quickly, when yeah. he said that, when he dropped that line, I was expecting to then get a truth bomb of, like, except when I was with Peyton. Just, just, and the only reason I say that is because in that first episode, when he, before he goes over to her table in his restaurant, he gives her that lingering look and he, of, of like, True. I miss her. So I, I, I don't need it by any means, but no. I, I, I was just surprised because you'd think like, even as funny as the line is, I just kind of thought it might be again, another way to slip in. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I wonder if the writers kind of took the temperature of the fan base and were like, "Yeah, they don't really like that yeah. brain Peyton thing." So we're gonna we're gonna pull back. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, but no, that that's a really good point. I definitely could have seen that happen. Um, but yeah, again, I I thought that was just a really funny, funny thing. I, I gave Blaine, who's kind of either, he's really kind of been a little more sidelined this season. You know, him going after Mama Lee on these past two episodes has been a good storyline, but also. Giving David Anders another chance to really play the comedy well, which yeah. he do, which he doesn't get the chance to sometimes when Blaine's at his most sinister. Him bringing um, her in and the the saying in like he's <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah, like uh, Merry yeah, like, oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Uh, that was that was good. Um, I also want to mention real quick the funniest moment of the episode for me when um, <laughs> when Liv is is like. Uh, is like panic baking and can't find the vanilla extract, and then she finds it and truly, <laughs> tr- truly, madly, deeply starts playing. I, I kind of, I, I lost. Uh, I can't say that. Never mind. I didn't. Uh, I, I lost it. I, <laughs> I just, I, I started like, I just started. I had to pause it uh, on my DVR. I was laughing so hard, um, and I just, uh, I don't know. I just loved, loved that. Uh, Ravi choosing the word pickles as the like code <laughs> word was funny. Um, Ravi and Liv doing their like accents and Clive even saying that like he thought Ravi chewed the scenery. You know, and then obviously Blaze, I know I know you really want to talk about Tim Timerson. <laughs> Tim. Oh God. That was uh man, he that that is interesting, though. Do you think Tim will pop up again, though? Because he's we discover he's in Angus's church. I think so, but I think uh, it'll be in a comedic way, like whether yeah. whether it's just like Major gets to like punch him or something, and like not, you know, like or even oh, live, was... even live, like just gets to knock him out in like one punch or something. Dude, no, I love that because Major was like definitely jealous when his in his in his rant. <laughs> This is difficult to watch. Well, right? I thought he, I thought being on Wrestler Brain, I wanted to see Major just like come out of nowhere and like tackle him or something. Yeah, like just have yeah. something really goofy happen, kind of. True. That that would have been that would have been good. Um, oh man, definitely. I, I, 
I need more. I need more major on different brains. Between wrestler brain, a little <laughs> bit we got there. Obviously, teenage girl brain last season. Like, and Robert Barkley is so he's so good at the comedy. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty sure that's that's really all I kind of wanted to touch on. The last um, thing I will say, I mm-hmm. appreciated getting uh, the follow up with. Uh... Uh, what's his name? The the kid that got turned into a zombie. Oh, oh God. Uh, what was his name? You're right. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, hold on. Let me see. Do I have it here in my notes? Uh, oh, uh, Tucker. Yeah, because I won't lie. Like, I actually felt... I, like, felt a lot of sympathy for him when he, like, tried to go back to, like, his friends and family, basically. And they gave him a gun. Yeah, dude. And nobody, nobody, like, you know, basically even the the kid's dad or uncle or whatever, the bar owner and, like, bartender, how he's, like, you know, basically holds strong and is, like, he's not allowed in here. And he's, like, oh, come on, like, for old time's sake. And it's, like, okay. And then they're sitting down and, like, the two friends get up and it's, like, and then, yeah, dude, he has the heartwarming conversation with his best friend. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, this is, uh, this is nice to an extent, like this poor kid. And then, yeah, he hands him the gun. And I was like, wow, like that, I don't know. That was just like for, for, for sure. how insignificant and, you know, as big of jerks those guys all were, I, uh. I thought they did a really nice job of sort of continuing and tying that story back in. Um, because I, yeah, that was, that was pretty heartbreaking too, just to be a a teenager like that. And then all of a sudden have this happen. Um, I actually, the first, he was the first character. I honestly like did not, um, mind that he ended up at Angus's church. Well, that's what I was going to say, right? There's two things about this. Now that you bring it up, I want to talk about first is yeah. He was the first person, I think, that really made – the first character that really made the whole Angus's church angle work. Yes. You know, that this, like, kind of hopeless, like, I have nothing in my life kind of guy would succumb to this BS that Angus is spewing. Um, because similar to Amnesia, Amnesia Blaine, I think this is an act. I, like, I just don't – I don't buy that he's turned over this new, like, zombie yeah. supremacist leaf. I just – I no thanks. I just it's a, it I, runs in the family. Like there's always an angle with them. Exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm curious if he's gonna drop the facade when he comes face to face with Blaine again, um, which you know is definitely gonna happen sooner rather than later. Uh, but, but yeah, I agree with you that the other thing I thought was interesting it was a little detail. I don't know if you if you caught it was when Major and them are getting the phone back, right? Uh, and or they're trying, and they're threatening the human friends first. He literally is like, "I'll put you in a Fillmore Graves holding cell." I didn't know Fillmore Graves even had that power over humans. That, yeah, I, I thought, thought that was interesting. Yeah, that major popped yeah. off in that uh, scene. Oh, he did, man. He freaking just shay shot the TV shoots down up the bar. Yeah, like yeah. And well, like, uh, I thought Fillmore Graves really only had. Um, really only had, uh, what am I trying to think of? Uh, what is the word? Uh, they only, not control, but you know what I'm trying to say, like, that they're jurisdiction. They only had jurisdiction okay. really over, over zombies. I didn't, I didn't think they could, yes, while New Seattle is technically a zombie city, I, I still didn't think of, mm-hmm. of that, and so that to me was like, 
damn, like, if Chase Graves just doesn't like a human, he could just lock him straight up. Yeah. Like, which, eh, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, how much, how long will it take for, uh, for Major to sort of snap out of realizing that this militaristic government is kind of, maybe not the the right way to go about things. Uh, yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later, but uh, I don't know if we'll get it next week because we're getting hockey goon dreams. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, which which should be on all accounts should be fun. I mean, even just did you see the trailer at all for next week? I didn't. Okay, well, there's just one moment because and it's in the photos for the episode where Liv doesn't have a tooth and she's talking with Blaine and I I think they bring Blaine in to talk to him and he's like. He's like, and we're just not gonna talk about the missing tooth here, and like, I just, <laughs> it looks, it looks really good. But uh, but yeah, no. Overall, I think Brainless in Seattle definitely the most successful, you know, two-parter obviously of the season. I, I I'm curious if they're gonna do more two-parters because mm-hmm. they had they hadn't done two-parters aside from the finales, um, before. So I wonder if this will be a thing where they try to, where maybe they throw us another one later in the season or. You know, God willing, hopefully they get a season five. They'll they'll do this again. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed this conclusion. Oh, we forgot. Oh, one other thing, real quick. I didn't need it to be anything great, but I thought the actual catching of Bruce, the serial killer, was really kind of like okay, like an afterthought. Yeah. Um, which which I didn't mind. I mean, Robbie gets to kind of be like the, the bait, the kind of. It just sort of seemed that. like a bigger. I guess plot point than it was made out to be. Yeah, they. I think they ended last episode with that cliffhanger, and I thought it was going to be a bigger thing, and then it yeah. ended up just you know. And that's the one thing I'll say about these two episodes, and so far this season, I've said this about a lot about a zombie in the past. Is sometimes the show can get a little too busy. Um, doesn't mean I don't like what's going on. There's so much to enjoy, but I think they sometimes lose certain stories in the mix. But I mean, if we're, we're going to lose anything. I'd rather lose the serial killer story and get more of what we got. So, uh, I definitely agree. Is that a? Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from talking about Scott Eastwood again, I mean, what did you think of that scene with him and John Boyega and the ice cream? Um, I thought it really showed his range. All right, Chris, uh... it's time to wrap <laughs> this up. Uh, I guess we should just. Uh... It's time to do plugs. Yeah, the plug. It's this is everybody's favorite. Where can they find you, Chris? Oh, brother, they can find me on Twitter at. I can't do this. My throat is hurting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) all the credit to Robert Buckley for being able to pull that off. Uh, yeah, but you guys can find me on Twitter at cthinger13. Uh, all my reviews are there. I zombie every week. Uh, error every week. Uh, and then Blaze and I switch off and on with Supergirl and Riverdale, and Supergirl's coming back next month in April, and then also have reviews of New Girl coming in April. Um, and then, yeah, be on the lookout for anything else I do there, if I'm, if I'm hopping on any other podcasts or, or doing any other writing, or if you just want my quick thoughts on a movie. Uh, I saw four movies last week, and I can tell you real quick. Red Sparrow, meh. Thoroughbreds, really good. Tomb Raider, really good. Love, Simon, really good. So, yeah, there you go. This has been Movie Reviews with Chris King, <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> awesome. And uh, you can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Uh, you know, 
hear what I have, hear what I think about comics. That's essentially what I have time for right now. But uh, you read twenty yesterday? Yeah, on a snow day, I knocked out a bunch. <laughs> so always reading stuff, always tweeting out my thoughts, trying to interact with authors, even if it just means they click the little heart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but sometimes it turns out better than that. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find out, you can find me on there. Uh, always, you know, trying to keep up with uh, and jump back into television reviews for TV Overmind. Um, just been quite busy lately, so hoping this weekend I'll finally have some time to do that. Um, and otherwise, keep eyes on comic convo at comic underscore convo definitely looking to get something out by next week no if ands or buts about it and as usual you can find us as a show um on twitter at izombie radio and please check out izombieradio.com check out the facebook page you can find the episodes on stitcher tune in um Obviously, iTunes. Uh, anywhere else? Uh, yeah, give us a rating and review. Yeah, that always helps. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, though, we try to be on it. So check us out. Uh, we're really enjoying the season so far. And uh, don't forget to go see what Sean's up to. Uh, again, you know he'll be at WonderCon this weekend. So a lot of good stuff coming out of there. I'm. Also excited to see uh, as the Power Rangers Shattered Grid event starts. I know he will have a ton of thoughts on that. So uh, check out that. Check out you know his other podcasts, uh, Geekishly Toku and Delicious Flavor, uh, the Psych Rewatch podcast. Um, and as always, you can find him at Snarky Sean. So you know, check out all the good stuff we're pumping out as creators, and uh, we will keep giving you our thoughts on iZombie. So, as always, everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, brother.